the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. Look, call me paranoid. Call me a little overreactive, but I just think it's a little too soon to bring back sports. But who am I? Welcome to the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the StadiumScene.tv network and part of the Overtime Media crew. Look, it's just me running solo tonight, so you're going to have to bear with me, but there's not a whole lot going on when it comes to the world of the Raptors and the NBA, but this past weekend, Woj had to drop a bomb that suggests that the NBA is moving towards players starting to practice and consider traveling to find a way to get together, and I just had to break it down, so here we go. Um, Look, but before I do, I just wanted to say I hope everybody out there is staying safe, staying, you know, sanitized, staying healthy, staying all of the above. Look, this is something that I and I think the majority of people in this world, something to the extent that I've never, ever experienced. And we're going to I know it's cliche. I know it's, you know, redundant and done over and over again it's in every single outlet that you listen to and i don't necessarily want to draw too much attention to it but we're going to get through this all right we're going to get through this it's going to be rough it's going to be a little bit longer than anticipated but i'm telling you we're going to get through it right and when you look back on this situation that we're dealing with and where you were and how you handled it You're going to be proud of yourself. You're going to be proud that you handled it appropriately. You're going to be proud that, you know, despite the the shitty situation, despite the self-isolation in in a way, um, it's going to better us in the long run. So just wanted to get that out of the way. If you are in any state of, you know, some sort of cabin fever or you're having like, you know, groundhog day syndrome i feel you right i i I get it but this is why we have audio mediums such as podcasts this is why we have something like this to escape to and i'm doing the same thing just by talking to you right now so i appreciate the support i appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to this show listen to my voice to help you get through this sincerely i do you know i've been doing this for the past almost four years now and I am lucky enough to you know have people that listen to me on a regular basis and that comment on my uh, on the show and to uh, you know interact with you guys on a daily basis it means the world to me and if I can be it at all in any sort of help to get you through this it is my honor and my pleasure so just having said that we'll get through this man and you know things are starting to look good i guess in a weird way like i know the numbers and the totals are still going up and you never want to see that but i think we're heading to the right direction because the vast majority of people are doing exactly what they should be doing right the vast majority of people are handling this appropriately you know, using the appropriate steps to not spread the infection and to prevent it from getting any worse. So having said that, let's just keep the ball rolling. And before you know it, things are going to get back to normal. Shit's going to get back to normal. So I'm with you. I got you guys. Let's get right into this. This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
let's just get right into this. All right. Woj dropped the bomb earlier this weekend, indicating that in a way we could see the return of NBA basketball. So there's two tweets that he dropped, and I'll I'll read them for you if you haven't seen them, but chances are you have. Um, As Georgia moves towards opening certain businesses, including gymnasiums, some players were asking their teams if they should consider traveling there to find a way to play. Organizations want players in safe, clean team environments, not a fitness center in suburban Atlanta. The NBA's decision on opening practice facilities to players in markets where governments may be loosening stay-at-home orders doesn't mean a resumption of season is imminent. The NBA is still unsure on if and when it can play again, but getting players safely into gyms was a priority. So... You can break that down into several different ways, right? You can break it down in a way that indicates that the NBA is trying to find ways to get their players back in some sort of routine, back in some sort of rhythm to get back into game shape in the event that basketball will be, professional basketball will be on the table again with or without fans. Woj was very careful in his words because he indicated that the NBA is still unsure if on if and when the players can play again, period, meaning that they're unsure if the season is ever going to resume. Um, I am of the opinion, uneducated opinion, that the NBA is probably not going to return to resume the 2019-20 season. Um, for me, it's just, it doesn't really make much sense because you, even if you try to bubble it, right, even if you try to conceal it and isolate it as much as possible, there is a very good chance that this can slip through the cracks, right? You're, you're talking numerous types of personnel within the confines of this quote unquote bubble that are going to be in and out in certain times of the day, right? You have medical staff, coaching staff, um, you have cooks preparing the meals for the players. You have the hotel staffs if these players are going to be isolated in their own hotel. Um, you have families of the players that are, I don't know if they're going to want to choose to be isolated if it means the players can play again. Or if they can't be isolated, maybe this means that the players are not going to be able to see their family members, which may be something that the players aren't willing to do. And honestly, I really can't blame them if that's how they envision that. Um, there are an enormous amount of of things to consider like when we talk about georgia we're primarily talking about atlanta so if if the games are going to resume in atlanta i I just don't know how they're going to be able to bubble it off especially if things in atlanta and georgia are starting to quote unquote be loosened when it comes to social distancing when it comes to um how they're approaching covid19 right so if you have the vast majority of citizens in Georgia, you know, trending towards quote unquote back to normal. I don't know how safe that is for the players involved, right? I think it would make more sense for the players to play in a city or group of cities that are taking social distancing and stay at home orders very seriously and very robust in how they operate that sort of system compared to a system that's relaxed. So when you have a a place like Atlanta 
if you're going to have citizens bouncing around, it's going to be really hard to keep those players isolated. Even if you try to keep them in a hotel room, you're going to have the surrounding areas and the surrounding citizens that are more susceptible to the virus than they were if it was a st- if there was a stay-at-home order. So for me, it, it this doesn't really encourage me in any way. This doesn't really make me feel safer when it comes to the state of the NBA coming back. Not me as an individual, but in terms of the the health, the longstanding status of the season. Doesn't really make me feel optimistic about it. Um, I know it, people want to immediately make the correlation that, well, if they're loosening social distancing there, maybe it's not so bad if they're if they're loosening stay-at-home orders maybe in that certain territory covid isn't bad well for me it's like well it's not bad because they had the stay-at-home order in place they had these rules and regulations to prevent the spread of the virus in place and now they're sort of lifting it arbitrarily um i don't know that there was a lot of research involved i think it was more so the pressure from the citizens that want to get back to work and want things back to normal that's all well and good, but I just I don't see how that's possible right now in in a safe and responsible way. So I think that tweet, that line of the tweet from Woj, quote, the NBA is still unsure on if when it can play again, is very telling. Right? It's it's very, very telling that perhaps it's not going to be as imminent as we thought. Right. And I know a lot of people have this mentality that, oh, maybe it'll come back in July. Maybe it'll come back late summer. I still don't see that happening. I really don't. Like, I can only take it when it comes to where I live. Right. So I live in Rhode Island, it's the small state in New England. Right. We're planning. It hasn't been done yet. It hasn't been guaranteed. It's just, you know, sort of on the docket. We're planning on loosening stay-at-home order guidelines come May 8th. Maybe if things keep going the way they are. Maybe. Rhode Island's been very good when it comes to this. Um, Massachusetts, on the other hand, not so good, right? And so you're going to have teams like the Celtics that may be on the back burner because they're surrounded by a sea of infection. Like, Massachusetts is in pretty bad shape. Pretty bad shape. Um but bringing it back to Rhode Island, like if they start loosening the social distance guidelines, it's not going to be until later, probably not until like August and September. And I understand like the NBA is a business. I understand that these sports franchises and these sports leagues depend on a certain amount of revenue to continue to go. I get it. I completely understand it. And I'm not trying to undermine that at all. But when you talk about the health and safety of the players, I, I just don't understand how this can just be thrown under the rug. For me, that is priority number one, the health and safety of the players involved and the personnel involved. And that's not to say that the NBA doesn't feel the same way. They certainly do. If they didn't, they the season would just re- resume right now. But just because a certain city or a certain group of cities are starting to be relaxed when it comes to the stay-at-home orders or social distancing or how they're protecting their citizens against this virus if they are at all that doesn't necessarily mean that the nba is going to return in that city that doesn't necessarily mean that the nba is going to return in that territory again i don't know what rules they have in place when it comes to players having or being allowed rather or not allowed 
to practice at these facilities. So let's just say for the sake of argument that the Hawks um, practice facility is open. Does that mean players can travel there? I don't know. I, I can imagine a team like Toronto being like, no, you guys aren't allowed to go because although it's loose in there in terms of restrictions, we don't feel safe with you there. And, you know, as the organization that owns the team, we can't put you in a situation that we feel is unsafe. Right. And if, if that's the case, and if a lot of other teams are going to follow suit, this doesn't mean anything like this. The loosening of certain cities doesn't mean anything unless the NBA puts pressure on pressure on the teams. Then that's a whole different story. But I don't know. I, I just I don't see how this is going to work. I don't see how this is going to. I, I, I don't know how this is going to benefit the players at all. And if if this ends up being something that I'm wrong at or wrong with I great great because there is not a lot to talk about when it comes to the state of the NBA it's sort of getting redundant on a weekly basis but time will tell so I just wanted to get that out of the way I'll, I'll have a little bit more to say about it after this break but I got to take one hang tight we'll be right back this is the overtime podcast network <laughs> So when it comes to the Toronto Raptors, again, like I said, there's not a whole lot going on, but there is a whole lot of video commentary happening that, I don't know, I sort of appreciate, right? There, right now, Draymond Green is, I, I had to address this, Draymond Green has been running his mouth about how if Kevin Durant was healthy for the finals, the Warriors would have destroyed the Toronto Raptors and won the championship again that might be true okay and i'm not going to be that kind of toronto raptors fan that sort of dismisses that and say you know oh with or without a healthy kd we still would have won i can't confidently say that i really can't there's more it's more likely than not that if kevin durant was healthy fully healthy not return healthy like fully healthy for this series that the raptors would have probably lost there's a certain gear that a guy like kevin durant can uh step up when it comes to a finals you know a championship push that i don't know that it could necessarily be matched but having said that right having conceded to that this is coming from the same guy draymond green the same guy that mouthed off to Kevin Durant in practice, yelled at him and said, we don't need you. We don't need you. Gotten some sort of beef, some sort of back and forth, some sort of spit with KD saying, we don't need you, KD. We don't need you. Well, I find that a little bit puzzling because if you say to someone, we don't need you to win a championship and then come back and say, we would have won if we had KD. I don't know. There's some sort of disconnect there. There's some sort of contradiction and hypocrisy that I'm sensing when it comes to that statement because, quite frankly, that doesn't make sense. You can't say on the one hand, we don't need you, KD, and then come out and said, hey, if we had KD, we would have won. Can't do it. Both can't be true. So this is a case to me that Draymond Green is having some sort of remorse for stupid shit that he said. And maybe this is another stupid thing that he's, he said. We as Toronto Raptors fans may recognize that there's some truth to it, 
But this again, this is coming from Draymond Green. You know, Connor Chambers, the Toronto Sports Views, put this perfectly. The biggest clown in the league, bar none. Biggest clown in the league. Look, there are certain players in this league that I can't stand. Marcus Smart is one of them. As a player, as a person, he's he's a. I I, I have no complaints. Great guy. Um, he's made several donations when it comes to this COVID crisis to Massachusetts. I can't hate on it. Good for him. As a player, I can't stand him. I just can't. Draymond Green is up there. If not, he's the number one guy. I just can't stand. He's, for me, one of the most overrated, overvalued players, and it's been proven this year. I get it. He was part of a dynasty. I get it. He's part of probably one of the greatest championship stretches in NBA history. Probably a part of one of the greatest teams in history. And if you're watching The Last Dance, you might disagree. I do. But he's he's part of one of those. But that doesn't make him one of the best players on that team. Sure, he's a great defender. I'm not taking anything away from that. But would the Warriors have won without Draymond Green at least one championship? I think so. I don't think that's a hot take. I think they would have. That doesn't mean that he didn't contribute. That doesn't mean he's not valuable to the team. I don't think he's as great as he thinks he is. So that being said, when it comes to anything that Draymond Green says, I just can't take it seriously. I can't take anything he says seriously. I can't take any sort of evaluation when it comes to the Toronto Raptors in that championship run. Seriously, I just can't. And it's it's because that disconnect, that sort of hypocrisy in those statements. So Draymond Green, if you want to revisit something that happened last year and nothing you say is going to change this, nothing, the Toronto Raptors are and always will be the 2019 NBA champions. No matter what is said, there is no asterisk. There is no revisionist history when it comes to the Toronto Raptors championship accomplishments. None. And everybody and their mother seems to want to sweep this under the rug as some sort of, you know, lucky win. Everybody and their mother wants to evaluate this championship win as unworthy or illegitimate. I can't. I can't understand this. I, I just can't. But maybe that's part of being a Toronto Raptors fan. Maybe that's part of the whole identity of what it's like to be a Toronto Raptors fan. And this is no different. So when it comes to Draymond Green, you do you, bro. You do you. Because quite frankly, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of Toronto Raptors fans with a replica championship ring out there that don't give a shit what you have to say. Oh, and moreover, there are team members that have championship rings that don't give a shit what you say. They don't care. And the Toronto Raptors were on their way to proving it again that they are a legitimate franchise. They are for real. And unfortunately, because of this crisis, it couldn't have been proven quite the way we wanted it to. That doesn't mean it won't be, but so far it hasn't been. But they were on their way. And let me tell you something, too. They were closer than anything you could have done with that Warrior squad that apparently you had to carry and you failed to do so. So when it comes to Draymond Green and these comments about KD and whether or not they would have beaten the Raptors, I don't care. And I understand that there are a lot of Raptors fans out there that are butthurt because of this because, well, that that complex that we have to defend our team every single day, it seems. And I get it. I totally understand. But... Who cares? 
Who cares about what Draymond Green has to say? Who cares about whether or not this championship is legitimate in his eyes? Who cares? The bottom line is that the banner doesn't lie and that flag will fly forever. Forever. That will never be taken down or reevaluated. The Toronto Raptors will always be champions. Period. Period. No matter what anybody says. So Draymond Green, whatever, bro. You do you. You do whatever you think is best for you and uh, keep on living, I guess. But when it comes to other Toronto Raptors content, I find it fun and I find it somewhat appealing that they're they're doing things to satisfy the thirst and hunger from their fans. Um, Serge Ibaka is running the series, How Talented Are You? I'll admit, I haven't watched... Uh, I have said this on the show before. When it comes to these... The 2k tournaments or these these video um i don't know displays these sort of means of entertainment that nba players are um exploring and undergoing that's great i i take nothing away from them i don't you know devalue them in any way it's just not for me like for me it just makes it makes me miss it more in fact like i was listening to that's a rap podcast last week or this past week rather and they sort of ran down um the uh the the nba playoff bracket and it just it was awesome it was a great listen but it just made me miss this this season so much it made me miss basketball so much so you can imagine that if i see these players on a daily basis like for some people that's satisfying for some people that sort of fills the void for me as an individual it certainly makes me miss it more so I tend to stay away from things like that but I got to give credit where credit's due for the NBA players for taking time out of their day to sort of please the fans in any way that they can you know like keep their name out there keep the the hope and positivity up you can't knock it you really can't and for me, that is something that I appreciate, I value, I think it's great. It's just not for me. Um, but when it comes to how you guys are sort of dealing with the lack of NBA content, how are you sort of dealing with this? For me, I like to rewatch old games. For me, I'll throw on an NBA League Pass because right now it's free. And I'll toss up a game from this past season or last season or something and I'll just reminisce. Because much like the watch alongs that I've had, if you if you wanna dig through the archives, we did a watch along for the shot game and this past season the game in LA against the Lakers. I like to reminisce about those games. I like to read back and listen to old podcasts to see what kind of state the the franchise was in, what state the fan base was in, what were we doing and how did we feel about this team at that moment in time. Sort of cool, sort of surreal to look back and sort of you know, examine it in hindsight to say, well, you know, our, our hopes wasn't, weren't nearly as high as they are maybe today, right? Even though we agreed that this Toronto Raptors team was a playoff team and they still are, they clinched. Um, we didn't necessarily think that they would finish as high as they did. Some people did. And I give them a lot of credit. I wasn't one of them, but some people did. Some people thought that they were going to make it as far as they did and be seated as high as they were. And I give my, you know, I take off my hat to you. But when it comes to how I looked at it, I wasn't nearly as optimistic. But I like revisiting old games to sort of evaluate why I wasn't optimistic at that time, right? And look at the team and how they performed and admire how much of that energy has carried over, right? So when you look at that 
game against the Lakers in LA where Lowry was down, right? And I think Gasol, no, maybe it was Ibaka was down too. That was a, a game that there was a lot of heart and hustle, right? There was a lot of no bullshit, let's just get this done. And to me, that's inspiring. To me, when you look at that, you're like, yes, this is the influence of that championship run. This is the influence that Kyle Lowry has on this team currently. This is the influence that Kawhi Leonard has left on this team. This is the influence that a guy like Nick Nurse still has on this team as a head coach. And to me, it's cool to see in hindsight. So what do you guys do? You can you can leave it in the reply when it comes to this tweet on on the, the Twitter sphere, or if you just want to tweet me at South to the Six to tell me what you guys are doing, let me know. Maybe there's something that you guys are doing to get to help get through this that I'm not doing that could be of a huge help. Or if you're leaving it in a thread, it could help other people that didn't think of that either. Really, it's it's a positive exercise. So I encourage you guys to do it. But I'm gonna take another quick break. I'll be right back. We're gonna wrap this up. Hang tight. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. All right, so when it comes to that playoff bracket that I referenced that That's a Wrap podcast did, um, I don't want to play spoiler. I think you guys should definitely be listening to That's a Wrap podcast if you haven't been already. Um, you can find their stuff on, if just search Raptors HQ when it comes to the, uh, the podcast downloads, you'll find it. But when it comes to the playoffs, when you look, when you examine just the Eastern Conference, right? You had the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, the Pacers, Sixers, Nets, Magic. The Raptors have this. If let's just say the Raptors in the NBA season begins again, and the NBA just shoots right to the playoffs, right? So you have the Raptors versus the Nets. It makes me wonder whether or not the NBA would allow Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to play. I bring this up because Kyrie Irving was declared out for the remainder of the season, which included playoffs at the time. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could have gotten himself back to full health, along with KD at this point in time. If that's the case, are they allowed to play? And if they're allowed to play, do you find that to be unfair? Or do you find that to be fair because... Look, the situation beyond our control dictated that there was extra rest involved, and lo and behold, this is what we're dealing with. For me, it you can make the argument for KD. You can make the argument that he was not necessarily declared out for the season, whereas Kyrie Irving was. If Kyrie was declared out, I don't think that if you know playoffs were to resume, any player that was declared out for the season should be able to play. I don't think they should. Right. And notice none of the Raptors players were declared out for the season. We had our fair share of injuries, and that's really putting it lightly, but they were never declared out for the remainder of the season. So if the season were to resume, the Toronto Raptors would, you know, theoretically, I would assume, be fully healthy. Right. But does KD and Kyrie play? That's the sort of the monkey wrench that I like to throw into this. It would make things way more interesting. If they were able to play, it would definitely make things way more stressful. If they were able to play as Raptors fans, I would hate to get knocked out in the first round again. But there is a legitimate possibility that this this might happen. I don't know. This is something that I think that is being discussed when it comes to the powers that be. I tend to believe that Kyrie Irving definitely shouldn't be able to play. 
bar none, definitely not should not be able to play. But let's assume both can't play, right? You have the Raptors squaring up against the Nets. I'm thinking the Raptors can take that all day. I think the Raptors could take that in five. I'll get the Nets one game, but I think the Raptors could take that in five. You move on. You have the Bucks versus the Magic. I think the Bucks would take that. I don't think anybody would disagree. You have the Celtics versus the Sixers. I have the Celtics taking that one. And you have the Heat versus the Pacers. I think the Heat could take that. I don't think that's a hot take. <laughs> I think the Heat would be able to take that. So then you have Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat. So you have the f- those four teams going at it. The other f- remaining four, they're gone. So you have the Raptors versus the Celtics. And the Bucks versus the Heat. This is a playoff series that I think every Toronto Raptors fan has been drooling for. And I can tell you right now, Boston Celtics fans do not give a shit. <laughs> they do not give a shit nearly as much as Toronto Raptors fans would when it comes to a series against these two teams. I know a lot of people like to hate on the Celtics. I am certainly part of that crew. I'll hate on them all day. But I think the Raptors take this in seven. I think it's a long series. And I think the reason why the Raptors take it in seven is because, first of all, they match up well against each other, right? And that goes on both sides. But there's a lack of playoff experience when it comes to Celtics currently. And Raptors have home court. So I do think that it would be a Raptors-Celtics in seven games. The Raptors would take that. You have the Bucks versus the Heat. I still think that goes seven. And maybe this is bold, but I think the Heat take it. I, I Looking at this team, looking at the Jimmy Butler X Factor, I love Jimmy Butler. This is no secret to anybody. I think the Heat take it over the Bucks, and then we get a Raptors Heat Eastern Conference Finals that the Raptors take. I, I don't know if you guys disagree with that. I kind of wanted to wrap this up by giving some sort of preview or, or a sense of optimism when it comes to the to the NBA season again, when it comes to the playoffs. But I got the Heat taking it over the Bucks. I got the Raptors going over the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. So if you were to look at your bracket, if you were to look at your top eight in the East, I'm not even going to bother with the West because that's a little more complicated. If you were to look at the bracket for the top eight in the East, how do you have it going down? You can tweet at me at South of the Six. Let me know. Let me know what your playoff scenario is because, like I said, that's a wrap podcast. Did theirs. Got my gears turning a little bit and it got me thinking, oh man, if the Raptors could face off against the Heat in the playoffs, that'd be, that'd be really fucking dope in the Eastern Conference Finals. But look, like as I mentioned, there's not a whole lot to, uh, content to cover. This is going to be a short one, just a solo pod. Next week, I'm hoping to have a guest come on and we can shoot the shit. Um, I'm, maybe I'll come up with some sort of top list or whatever but i'll think of something but when it comes to this past week i get that the Woj uh tweets offered some sort of sense of optimism don't read too much into it i i think we're in it for the long haul when it comes to how the the professional sports are going to operate um but if you're an nfl fan you were treated to a cool draft i really like how they did it i like how there were no hiccups 
unless you're Bill O'Brien. But I, I do like how there were no hiccups. I do like how it went smoothly. And it was really cool to see some sort of live sports aspect be reintroduced to our lives again. I, I, I don't take it for granted. So that's going to do it for today's show. Like I said, you can find me on Twitter at South to the Six. That's at S-O-U-T-H-O-F-T-H-E, the number six and the letters I-X. Shoot me a follow on Twitter. Tweet at me. What's your playoff bracket looking like for the East? How do you see that broken down? What are you doing to get through this pandemic when it comes to your thirst and hunger for sports? How are you getting through? Are you playing video games? Are you live streaming them on Twitch? What are you doing? I'll hook you up. I'll, I'll give you a retweet. Let me know. Let other people know how you're getting through this. We'll get through it together. Um, also, you can follow me on my tw- personal Twitter at Adam Corsair if you want to talk to me about anything non-sports related or maybe blue jays related i'm over there um i'm also co-hosting the jay bird watching podcast with craig borden and brendan Penicar. so if you're looking for blue jays coverage you can find me over there on a weekly basis we just did a 90s fantasy baseball draft in this past week we just talked everything 90s baseball so if you're into the 1990s and or baseball during that period of time I encourage you to download the Jay Bird Watching podcast. Um, you can find that wherever you get your podcast fix from. And lastly, like I said, I'm going to end this show after the after the music. You can uh, stick around, listen to the trailer for the podcast that my wife and I have going on. It's called While She's Napping. We appreciate the downloads. We appreciate a subscription. And again, if you can leave five stars and a quick review to this podcast and that one forever in your debt so until next week guys take care peace thank you for listening to the south of the six podcast don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at south of the six and subscribe to our show we're on apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify yeah we're everywhere while you're at it if you liked what you heard do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review we appreciate it thanks again go raptors I'm Cindy. And I'm Adam. And this is our podcast, While She's Napping. A married couple talking about anything and everything. Stop. 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 What? Stop. Stop. Why does every podcast introduction have to have a stupid f***ing ukulele talking about stuff like I'm advertising Viagra? It should be something badass like this. Yeah. Like this. This is a podcast. Adam. Adam. This Adam. is what people want to hear. Right, this is... What's the... <sighs> Fine. Anyway, we're going to talk about whatever we can. No, but really, like that oh intro God. that I had was pretty badass. And this one, it, it's like we're selling insurance. You know, like, I don't want... Adam, come on. No, but like every every commercial has this Adam I'm way too tired for your shit right now okay anyway we gotta wrap this up cause we have to hurry up and finish this while she's napping no but like really I, this is we're probably not gonna get a lot of a lot of listeners because of the music like maybe if we had better theme music a lot more and people and you just woke her up way to go
No, I know, but if you think about it, it's kind of, this is kind of your fault. We only have so much time. Can we just finish this, please? All right, fine. This is a podcast hosted by us, taking advantage of the only time we have to talk to one another while our daughter is napping. So if you're into couples arguing about ukulele music and talking about day-to-day life, feel free to subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, really wherever you get your podcast fix from. And you can find us on Twitter at She's Napping Pod. But I still think we should use the other music. I really do. Just let it go.